Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, how do you feel about conference realignment in college sports, college football, or do you even care? I was texting with a friend of mine over the weekend about it, and he went to Wisconsin, so he's a Big Ten guy. I don't really care about conference. I'm sort of conference agnostic. Texas is going to the SEC. Happy to be a part of the SEC, but I've never been like, oh, Big 12, Big 12. I root for the Big 12. I hate that conference. I'm ready to leave. But I will say that just from a traditional perspective, it's going to be so I, – I understand why it's happening, but it's going to be so strange next season when I see USC taking on Rutgers – in a Big Ten football game. They got to re- I mean, it'll be called the Big Ten. I don't know how many teams are going to be in there now. It's going to be 16 or something crazy. I don't know. I think I'm just an old man yelling at the cloud, but it is going to take some time to adjust to. It just feels like why do why are conferences even a thing? Like if we're going to have yeah. teams on opposite sides of the country who are participating in a certain conference, why not just do away with conferences in general? Because it doesn't feel like much. Like the name in – general just seems stupid like when you have teams like stanford and the uh atlantic coast conference what are we doing here it's just really difficult to keep up with the schedules are going to be crazy and at this point it just feels like you should do away with conferences altogether and just you know have a free-for-all and whoever has you know the best schedule and the best record at the end of the year put those teams in the college football playoff think about this and, and you're right and i've heard some people talk that maybe there should be sort of similar to European soccer 
where you have like the top, I don't know, 30, 40 teams and there's some sort of relegation system in place. I don't know. It could go in different directions. But Rutgers goes to USC next year from Piscataway to L.A. Washington and UCLA go in the other direction. These are still college kids we're talking about. It would be one thing if you were talking about pro athletes. You guys get paid for this. And I know college kids get paid. But also they do have academics to worry about. Like the travel schedules are going to be unbelievably difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing. Because aren't these kids supposed to be still going to classes? <laughs> like I laugh because it feels like probably not. They'll just be doing stuff on the plane. But they are supposed to be student athletes. I don't know. I just, the whole topic, it just feels like we don't really have a say in it. So even though we are shaking our fist, it doesn't seem to matter. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all about these conferences. And it's all power plays, trying to get their teams into the college football playoff. So, uh, yes, it sucks. But at the end of the day, like, what are we going to do? I'm not Condoleezza Rice. I have no say in this. <laughs> yeah, and, and Bill makes a very good point, which it, it's football is one thing, right? But when you're talking about baseball or softball, you're talking about oftentimes multiple games sometimes in a completely mm-hmm. different city away from your home school. So it's not just, okay, one day out of the week, which is difficult enough. You're talking about maybe multiple days. That's where it gets really sticky. We always focus on football, 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 because that's the moneymaker. That's where all the popularity is. But there are so many other sports not on the radar with kids who aren't getting paid like football players that are really going to be affected. Yeah, especially because those are the people who actually need their degree and need to be paying attention in school because they're not going to be playing in the NFL. But you don't have to go for every program. Like, you see what Notre Dame does. They join the ACC for all their sports with the exception of football. So, like, there's ways around it. But, yes, it's going to be messy moving forward. Well, let's go ahead and just get right into college football then. And let's talk about the Pac-12 because we have a great matchup this weekend. Number eight, Oregon visiting number seven, Washington. Washington laying two and a half. Washington minus 140 on the money line. The Ducks are plus 115. Total set at 67 and a hook. Spread has come down a half point from Washington minus three. And I don't know what direction in which to go here. Honestly, I kind of like the over which is insane because the total is 67 and a hook. But again, this is just early sort of gut plays based on just looking at the numbers and what stands out to you. This feels like a game to me when you look at when you look at the two quarterbacks involved, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. This might just be one of those games where whoever has the ball last wins this thing. Right. And when you have a spread of two and a half, like I don't really have any feeling on this one because it feels huh. like a coin flip. Uh, I will say, uh, historically, Washington has had a very good home field advantage. I know it's not one of the schools that you kind of think of when you think of best home field advantages in sports, but still, uh, I think it's sneaky, one of the better atmospheres, at least on the West Mm -hmm. Coast. Uh, So maybe that plays a factor here. And I think that's reflected in the spread because this one opened at one and a half, has moved to two and a half. But like you, I'm leaning towards the over here because it feels like, especially in college football, if you have two great college quarterbacks – these defenses don't have a chance because that's the biggest difference I've noticed between college football and the NFL. 
the defensive backs like just don't have a chance against some of these high-flying offenses. But this is kind of built into the number since the number is so high at 67. And as far as the market goes, both these teams have been beating the market really good against the number. Uh, Oregon 5-0 and against the spread in their last five. Washington 7-2 and against the spread in their last nine. So I don't really have a feeling on a side, but like you, I think uh, the square side and the side that I will be on is probably the over. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How about number 10 USC at number 21 Notre Dame? Notre Dame laying two and a half points. Notre Dame minus 135 on the money line. USC plus 110. Total set at 60 and a hook. That total has come down a couple points from 62 and a half. And honestly, I think I would go, I don't know if I would bet on this game, but I would look at Notre Dame minus two and a half just because I don't trust that USC defense at all. I mean, that defense last week, should be ashamed of itself the way it performed against Arizona, just letting the Wildcats stay in this game. I think the only thing I would worry about is Notre Dame has had such a tough schedule when you talk about Ohio State and then Duke and then Louisville and now going to take on USC. That is a difficult schedule for anyone involved. At the same time, I'm not backing a Trojans D that looks completely uninspired. No, this feels like a no play to me. I emotionally yeah. cannot bet on Notre Dame again. I sung the praises of Sam Hartman last week. Oh. And what did he do? He threw multiple interceptions against Louisville. So, no, I'm not ready to back Notre Dame here. It does feel like maybe a bounce back spot going against this USC defense. But still, this is a tight number at two and a half. What about a team total for USC? I wonder if it's a palatable number this week. Because here's the problem for USC's team totals. They have been just so astronomically high that sometimes it's hard for them, you know, to reach them. But I wonder what right. it is this week. Since the total's only 63 and a half and they're underdogs here, maybe that is the play because it does feel like USC's offense has been pretty consistent this season. Like the defense has been an issue, uh, but the offense has been right there every single game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do here, but I can almost guarantee you that I it's either Notre Dame or bust for me, even though I'm like you. I'm a little skittish because the Irish burned us last week in Louisville. Number 25, Miami at number 12, North Carolina. UNC laying three and a half. UNC minus 200 on the money line. Miami is plus 165. Your total set at 57 and a half. What do you think, Chelsea? How do you recover from that last game if oh, you are Miami? Man, that is an emotional way that these players are probably going to have to carry. Even mm -hmm. though I read some of the articles coming out in this game, and the coach was saying, listen, these kids are probably more resilient than you would think. 
because the older you get, I think the more stuff kind of weighs on you. You've got to remember they're still 18 to 22 to 23 year old kids. So maybe they're leaving this one behind them. Uh, but still, I have made the mistake of fading USC or UNC, I should say, uh, a couple times this season. Mm-hmm. It does feel like a relatively short number for a good offense. Uh, the, the Tar Heels have been pretty solid on that end. Uh, again, another team where their defense kind of uh, leaves them behind in a few games. I think I would lean towards UNC here, but I have not made up my mind just yet. I'm the same way, and I want to – this is one of those games where I kind of want to listen to the players and see what they have to say because, again, how do you quantify losing a game like this? How do you quantify how that's going to weigh on your psyche if you're a player and you know we should have an extra win in the win column? And that's not, oh, we made a mistake or two. No, 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 no. This is one of those mistakes that that should never be made at any level, and the players know that. So when you every time you look up, you're like, we should have an extra dub. We should have an extra dub. So you have to wonder. This is going to be a real coaching challenge for Mario Cristobal where he has to say to his locker room, all right, that's on me. I screwed this up. You guys did enough to win the game. I need you to trust me moving forward. But because of that, until I hear more from the Miami players and see a little bit more, I would lean USC or UNC, I should say, minus three and a hook. Finally, one more biggie in the Pac-12. Number 18, UCLA at number 15, Oregon State. Oregon State laying four. They are minus 200 on the money line. UCLA is a buck 65 on the plus side. Total set at 53 and a half. Spread has come down a half point from Beavers laying four and a half. Total has gone up a point from 52 and a half. Delsa, what is your lean here? I think I would lean Oregon State, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, If you look at Mm -hmm. Oregon State so far this season, I've only watched them a couple of times. I think it was that Oregon State-Utah game is the the one game that I remember watching Mm -hmm. uh, pretty clearly. But they've been really good against the number. A team that sneakily has been uh, winning betters a lot of money. 11-2 and against the spread in their last 13 games. Uh, So maybe you take them at home here, laying a short number, but... I don't know. I'm not going to lie. My thermometer on college football is not reading great lately. So do you ever feel like that where you just don't have a lot of confidence in a certain sport? That's how I feel about college football right now. Uh, I had a bad week last week, so I'm not one to talk. I will say this. I kind of like the Bruins this week just because UCLA has one loss this season. That was against a very stout Utah defense Surprisingly, though, when you think of UCLA, you think of Chip Kelly, you think of offense, their defense is ranked number five in the country. Haven't had the hardest schedule just yet, but getting points, more than a field goal on the road in Corvallis, I think I would grab the points with the Bruins and see how that plays out. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.